0: So when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too. But when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today we're going to get another chance to see hamilton aren't we yes i'm very excited about this
1: the show ran for uh, a rather unprecedented three and a half years here in chicago and uh, was the first uh, show outside of new york of hamilton the uh, musical now there are touring productions all over but yesterday they announced that hamilton will return this fall september 13th at the much larger niederlander theater this time which is great for uh, ticket sales and ticket availability but not so great for the intimacy of the show i kind of liked that when it was at the cibc theater there which is uh, a little more uh, compact it's going to be a national touring show this time so probably not the actors that we've seen in those roles in chicago before they have not said for how long this show will be here And right now, only group tickets are for sale. They haven't announced when single tickets will go on sale yet. But uh, you can get more info at
0: BroadwayInChicago.com. And on Broadway in New York, uh, there is a protest going on. What's this all about? Yeah, a bunch of uh, neo-Nazis were protesting
1: a show that uh, just debuted there, starring uh, Ben Platt, who uh, won a Tony Award for Dear Evan Hansen. He was here in Chicago in... Uh, the Book of Mormons, and now he is playing Leo Frank in uh, a Broadway musical called Parade. It's the story about a, a Jewish man in 1913 who was wrongfully convicted of rape and murder of a 13-year-old girl. Uh, after his sentence was commuted, uh, Frank was lynched by a mob, uh, he has since been exonerated and pardoned, but that didn't stop uh, a group of neo-Nazis from demonstrating outside of the uh, Bernard B. Jacobs Theater on Broadway. Uh, demonstrators held up signs and shouted uh, anti-Semitic uh, rhetoric. Ben Platt commented on it all and said uh, that that protest is uh, the perfect example of why Leo Frank's story uh, needs to be told and needs to be heard. So hopefully that's a, a one-night-only thing.
0: Uh, tell us about the show you saw in Aurora, Dean. Yeah, this is uh,
1: Into the Woods, the uh, Stephen Sondheim uh, musical. that won uh, three uh, Tony Awards when it first came out back in the late 1980s and has been going strong since. Some of you may have seen the movie version of Into the Woods that came out in 2014, which... Uh, Meryl Streep uh, starred, and Chris Pine, and James Corden, and so many others. And it was fine. It, it, it was a, a very nice movie adaptation. But uh, the, really, there is no way to see this show, to really enjoy uh, the whimsy and beauty and heart of the show uh, without actually seeing it on stage. And it has just opened at the Paramount Theater in Aurora. Uh, the story of how Cinderella. And Little Red Riding Hood and Jack and the Beanstalk and Rapunzel and many more of your favorite Grimm's fairy tale characters all sort of intersect with each other in the woods on this uh, mystical journey that they are all on. It is uh, just a very, very charming show, uh, kind of perfect for all ages. I think the kids would love it, although there's plenty of stuff in there for the grown ups. You know, the kids wouldn't get. Not, not that there's anything inappropriate, but uh, the, the writing in this is so uh, clever. Uh, I think it, it's really kind of an all-ages show. It's got a songbook of very familiar uh, songs uh, from uh, Stephen Sondheim and James Lapine. Uh, very beautiful, gorgeous, imaginative sets and costumes. Great performances uh, throughout. So I am recommending uh, Into the Woods out of the Paramount. It's going to be out there until March the 19th. So uh, plenty of opportunities to get out to the big old beautiful Paramount Theater out there and see uh, another fantastic
0: show that they're putting on. I hear it's a nice spot. I haven't been out there, but oh it's supposed gosh. to be a
1: beautiful place. This theater, uh, This theater was built in 1931. Wow! Uh, during the Depression, which was very unusual for any kind of construction to be going on during the Depression, and it's a very unusual style of uh, Art Deco architecture. And you know, over the years, it was it opened as a vaudeville house. <clears throat> it was a movie theater. It's been a lot of things, but uh, over the last uh, twenty twenty five years, they restored the theater back to its original glory from nineteen thirty one, and it is. Absolutely magnificent! A beautiful, beautiful theater. But uh, even even more than the architecture and you know the building, uh, the Paramount Theater uh, has just been putting on one award-winning show after another. They just knock it out of the park every hmm. single time. I haven't seen a bad show out there. I'm waiting. I'm trying, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for a bad show. Come on, there's got to be one. He can't wait. But they, wait. Uh, they keep disappointing me every time that I go by giving me these fantastic shows.
0: So uh, well, there's always uh, the next show. Yeah, let's uh, keep my fingers crossed for a dud. Uh, Dean, what exactly is this Oscars crisis team going to do? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm I just, I'm picturing, uh, you know, like
1: military police in the auditorium, <laughs> you know, like the final scene in the sound of music where the military is (laughs) lined up or just waiting for somebody to come off stage. But uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announced this yesterday, that they have created uh, this uh, so-called crisis team, uh, whose job it is, is to handle unexpected happenings during the actual broadcast. Uh, They uh, have admitted that they did not respond properly after Will Smith went on the stage and slapped uh, Chris Rock last year. So they're trying to avoid anything like that happening again. And they say that their crisis team is prepared for a situation like that or anything else that might happen. So I just can't imagine. Uh, I I, I don't know what, what, like if somebody you know gets out of their seat are they going to be tackled and dragged out of the theater are we going to see Meryl Streep dragged out of the theater if she
0: uh, you know applauds too long maybe or, this year if uh, somebody goes uh, too long with their speech yes. they yeah just play them off they will shove them off now
1: we are talking they go too long in their speech the crisis team goes up on the stage, slaps some handcuffs on them, and <laughs> oh, that, that'll lead to better ratings for the Oscars. Yeah, we that, know that's now, gonna there, happen. now there's a reason to watch that show, which, by the way, uh, is right around the corner. It's March twelfth. So.
0: I think it was uh, a few days ago where you played that funny clip, hilarious clip from South Park spoofing uh, the royal family, and now we're hearing from Harry and Meghan, uh, and they're not really going to do anything about this, are they? Well,
1: there's been, since we played that
0: clip, it's
1: an episode, uh, I I guess it was last week's episode of South Park, uh, in which they, they spoofed, it was clearly Harry and Meghan, it looked just like them animated uh, but they never referred to them by name they only referred to them as the prince and his bleep wife so and uh, all all this couple ever did was uh, run all over south park holding up signs that they wanted privacy we want (laughs) privacy we want privacy while they were going on television shows and making appearances and you know showing the hypocrisy of the whole thing so reportedly by the british press uh harry and Meghan were super mad about uh, all of that some people are saying that you know it could do irreparable damage uh to them for that and that Uh, there might have been a lawsuit to uh, uh, cease and desist to get South Park to stop playing it. But uh, insiders uh, now are saying that Harry and Meghan, they're not happy with it. But reports uh, about a lawsuit are uh, absolute nonsense. So if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. It's on the South Park website. (laughs) It's hilariously funny super yeah. super R rated also by the way just <laughs> so you know but it's uh it's very 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 funny
2: we want privacy we want privacy we <laughs> want privacy <sir. laughs> tell us uh,
1: tell us about elizabeth banks yeah elizabeth banks has uh a new movie coming out you know she's both an actress but also uh, a very accomplished uh, movie director also she's directed charlie's angels she directed the second pitch perfect movie she's really great, and now uh, she gets to add to her resume the very, very prestigious cocaine bear, which will open tomorrow. <laughs> uh, this is the story about um a, a shipment of uh, cocaine that is dropped from a- accidentally dropped from an airplane, falls into the woods. Uh, a, a, a bear comes along and eats the cocaine, and goes on a uh, cocaine adult uh, rampage. Uh, you know that's. Uh, I'll I'll give you the full review on the movie tomorrow. I thought it was just complete silly fun, but I'll I'll tell you much more about the whole thing tomorrow. But we did sit down with the cast and uh, sat down with Elizabeth Banks to talk about the movie, and she uh, told me the, you know how happy she was. She was able to. Uh, add something new to her arsenal what kind of uh new challenges did you have as a director uh with this movie did it present any
2: well, I had never done this much CGI work before. You know, I've never directed a movie where the lead character's never there until after the fact. And um, I've sort of brought along the actors for that journey, too. You know, we we had an incredible bear performer who we worked with. His name was Alan Henry. And um, he was very much a, a, a cast member as much as anybody else, even though we don't see a, a lick of him in the actual movie. I feel his presence in Cokie. Cokie is what we call our bear.
0: Cokie. Um, and Cokie. Cokie you know,
2: was really because it was almost like you do you make the movie you have the actors you do all that and then there's an entire post post process where we make the bear. He's also a stunt performer, so all of the stunt work that you see, the actors mostly did all of their own stunts. They were incredible. Um, you know, Jesse Tyler Ferguson's forty feet up in a tree. The kids were up in trees. The, you know, pe- uh, Margo Martindale was on these, you know, crazy boards getting thrown around. I mean, it, 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 I asked a lot of the actors, and they were all so game.
1: I can't imagine anybody taking this movie seriously. It's, it's just complete, silly, stupid fun. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm going to give you my review on it tomorrow. I always say when I watch movies like this, literally on on Roy Leonard's last day of covering entertainment for 31 years on WGN, he gives me a hug. He leans into me, and he goes, kind of whispers in
0: my ear, I'm so happy I don't have to see the stuff that you have to go see from <laughs> now on. I think they should make a movie about the pitch meeting in Hollywood right. uh, when that idea came up yep. for that movie. Yep. There's like a bear. See, that. see, there's a bear. And, <laughs> and, he, and he what? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, see you tomorrow. Team.